Welcome to the Inside Out podcast. I'm Michelle, a life coach, nutritional therapist, leader in run fitness and the host of this show. My purpose is to share with you wisdom and experiences from inspirational people, fellow entrepreneurs and my own life journey to help you grow and elevate your health and well-being from inside and out. I am absolutely super excited to welcome Teresa and Victoria to this week's show, two highly experienced athletes, phenomenal wives and mothers to gorgeous children, and both work full-time in a very demanding roles and have been so supportive and inspiring to my own running journey. This week, we're going to be talking all about marathon and ultra running what the key differences are, if you're wishing to make the transition, what you may need to consider, but more important, hearing in their journey and how they've managed the transition, the juggling of life and supporting themselves holistically to achieve their goals. So without further ado, please welcome Teresa and Victoria. Hello. Hello. Hi there. So, Let's to start us off for all our listeners. Could you share a little bit more about you and how your running journey started? Do you want to start, T? <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, I was sort of probably one of the least sporty children ever. Um, I didn't particularly enjoy PE, um, and I was just generally rubbish at every sport going. Um, when I was 15. My mum decided um, she was going to run the London Marathon and she entered and she got in straight away, which is a, a very rare thing to happen. And um, my um, dad had a friend who was a big runner and cyclist and he offered to help mum with her training. So mum used to drag me out on her training run. So I remember doing her very first mile with her. And then at the weekends, I would join her um this friend of the family Rhina um and do sort of like five six miles and and then that was it and then for me I probably didn't think about running or anything until about another 15 years later um when I moved to London and thought oh I'd like to do the London Marathon and Victoria how about yourself well um I suppose I wasn't, I was quite a sporty child. So um, uh, sort of at senior school, I was in every team sort of going and um, enjoyed that. And then went to university and um, found beer and boys, as you do. And the the group of friends I was with weren't that sporty. So just sort of fell by the wayside in what I was doing. And similar in the same sense that, you know, Teresa, you said you'd moved to London. You were like, I want to do the London Marathon. I'd always said, I want to do the London Marathon. And in 2004, um, you know, just after I'd watched it, I was like, right, I'm going to do it next year. And in the same sense, having no idea how difficult it is to get into it, but you're just like, that's that's me. I'm going to do that. And uh, kind of the rest is history. That's amazing. So theoretically, the inspiration um, was basically from watching superb athletes and and virtually non-athletes at the London Marathon that have just decided to sign up for the challenge and lucky enough to get started. So that inspired you. But how did your actual journey involve? What was like your first sort of like milestone? from the start and how did that sort of like over time you managed to then go right I've decided on the marathon but did you just like sign up for a marathon or you know did you build yourself up what sort of things did you do so for me like I said um I'd moved to London and I decided it was something sort of I really wanted to do London marathon um and I didn't have a clue when it came to running. So I joined a local running club. I joined Ealing, South Orland, Middlesex. And the first thing they said to me was, give it time. Don't enter a marathon straight away. So I think uh, it was probably about a year later. So I'd done a few various um, cross countries and other events, sort of 10Ks, probably half marathons, 10 milers. And then about a year later, um, I tried for London, didn't get in, um, but I opted for the club place and I was just really fortunate 
that they then got a club place. And I think that was in 2003. Um, so yeah, that's when I did my first marathon. Yeah. And I, I, so I, at that point was working at um, BT and there was a small gym in our sort of in the basement of the office. And there were um, some guys that went out running from the gym. So I started doing that and then kind of um, got to know sort of the two marks who ran the gym and um, Rob, <clears throat> who was one of the runners. And we used to run together. And, um, you know, obviously you talk about everything on a run. And I said, this is what I want to do. And Rob said, oh, you should you should have a look at my old running club, um, Gate Valley Harriers, which is how we all know each other. And um, he'd he'd moved to sort of moved away, but he'd, he'd said, you know, he gave me some names of people who said, go down and go down and do that. So, so I was already on the journey to be doing the marathon. I'd got the place before I even joined the club. So there was, you know, no one, no one saying don't do a marathon from your first bit from not, not doing anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was quite, it was quite interesting in that bit, but literally it was almost the day after the London marathon or that, you know, that was the Sunday and kind of on the Monday, I was like, I was like, right, okay, I'm going to go out and start focusing on, on the running. So I was doing runs at lunchtime. It's quite interesting because um, obviously I've done the marathon. I've done a couple, got one coming up, haven't we? Um, and it, you do get very sucked in with watching the London marathon. Um and obviously, everybody's running journey is different, but you both saw, I suppose, solace would be one word from a running club and, and feeling part of the community. And I suppose in some respects, what would be your key message, you know, about a running club for people? Because I, it, you've done a bit of running, but you've just said. So would you say... A lot of people think running clubs are very much for elite people, you know, and did you feel out of place? And, and how would you perhaps somebody listening to now going, yeah, I'm a spider, I want to do a marathon. And it's hearing that you've got the support from a, a club. How, what type of thing would you say to them that they would get benefit from? And, you know, what might be some of the things that they want to look out for? Yeah. I mean, for me, I thought it was it was just having a a gang of like minded people. I suppose mm. you could say sort of my first club was myself, Rob and the two marks, um, you know, running from the gym. And we were just a little gang of the four of us doing training. But that's only midweek. And that's, you know, dependent on everyone else's work schedules and various other pieces. The running club gives you much broader scope, introduces you to far more people, far more routes. And um, yeah, it's you know, made some of my best friends through running. So <laughs> I think also it sort of introduces you to other things like maybe a bit of track and speed work, which if you're just trying it for yourself, you, you wouldn't be doing that. You'd probably just be looking at those miles. Um and yeah, just hearing other people's stories and sharing things. So if something's bothering you or you something's not working for you, talking things through getting advice on training plans. Yeah, there's so much knowledge in the clubs. And so both of you inspired to do the London Marathon and subsequently that's not been the only marathon you have done. Okay. <laughs> so is there a particular marathon that really truly stands out for you both and, and what kind of made that quite special to you? Um, I think well, it has to be London, London first of all, because as a child you grew up watching London Marathon every year on the telly um, and going up to watch and support mum on hers. Um, it's not until you're up in London that you really get a sense of that atmosphere and it's just incredible. And then one day you're on that start line and you're one of those bumpy, bouncing heads. It's mm, It's just yeah. surreal. Um, yeah. yeah, it hurts, and you spend a lot of time running down birdcage thinking, oh, my God, why did I do this? Never again. But, yeah, it's amazing. I think another yeah. one for me would be Man versus Horse Vic. I really loved. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think, I mean, sadly, I mean, London, definitely, and if I have to pick, I've done London four times. Mm -hmm. It would be London 2012. Um 
just to also have the medal you know was never was never going to be an Olymp- olympian but just have a medal that says london 2012 on it i also uh, ran a good for age time there so that was when a real kind of purple patch of the running so i loved that um other interesting ones i i i actually enjoyed the first time we did halstead which was just a, a really small little uh, marathon over in essex but i thoroughly enjoyed that um Stratford-upon-Avon marathon's really nice. Nottingham was good. But, yeah, probably man versus horse is the next one after that because that was awesome fun. <laughs> so, I mean, most of the marathons that we all kind of connect to are road base. So I suppose what inspired you to go more trail running, ultra running and for those that don't know what we mean by sort of like trail running, ultra running uh, and sort of like the next part of your journey, can you just sort of help explain what, what that is? Um, I guess with the trails, it's just the variety of it. Um, the fact that you you could be running along a dirt path through the woods. Um, you could be in shoe stealing mud um, and then the next minute you're going up a, a rocky hill or a mountain. Um, a trail just gives you that opportunity to stop, taking your surroundings. Um, it's you get a better sort of sense of well-being, I think, as well. With it, yeah. there's not, you've not got the competitiveness with the marathon. With the marathon, everyone's on that start line and they're all hyped up, and it's all about times. Whereas yeah. on the trail, you're on the start line and you're having a good old natter about what you ate for breakfast and and then you bump into someone at whatever checkpoint and you're on another natter and it's just, it's a completely different experience. Yeah, I'd echo that. And I think to say, how did we start on that? As a, as a club, the summer routes are largely sort of trail-based anyway because obviously the ground's sort of drier but actually it was another mutual friend of ours Claire who joined the club uh, not long after I did who came with a real heritage of trail running wanting to get out and as soon as she kind of moved to the area she got her OS map out and we do actually her nickname is map because she's generally got found a route or done something so at our little kind of gang started more of that and more and more people have have come into the trails in the winter as well i know certainly from my experience the trails um certainly the pressure the pressure is released um because the only i suppose real pressure is is you and and your achievements um and where you go um but certainly from a mental stability it was to connect with nature and to take that pressure off and, you know, to actually just be free that you're not sitting there crying. You know, you can cry, but it's not for a different reason because you're in pain and can't complete 26.2 miles on a hard pavement. Um, so I've certainly enjoyed going and inspiring to go to trail running. And it's thank you to both of yourselves that got me into that. I mean, for me, um, I, it was like, well, what's your first milestone for trail running? And it wasn't until somebody said when I did my first, my very first marathon, which was the New Forest Marathon, they went, well, that was trails. And I'm like, really? Okay, <laughs> what's the difference? So I suppose really, um, which where did you start with your trails? Was it you just started to do it or did you start off with an event that you go, well, actually, I've done a couple of road marathons. It's been great, but now I want to get into trails. So I'll start off with a half marathon, a, a sort of like marathon, or did you go completely feet first in and an ultra as a definition is anything above 26.2 miles? <laughs> So for me, I think I did my first trail um, quite a few years back because um, I did the Farnham, oh, what's it called? Is it the Farnham Pilgrim? No. The Pilgrim, yeah. Pilgrim, the, yeah. The, the, yeah, the marathon. Is that the multi-day event? The there was the Farnham Marathon. Um, oh, gosh, I can't think what it's called now. There's the 26th. I did it oh, quite a while back. 
And then I remember at the time doing it and thinking, oh my God, all these styles you had to climb over and everything. But I finished it thinking, oh, I really enjoyed that. Um, but then it wasn't till sort of post kids, etc., and then started seeing Anita um going out doing them all. Yeah. She can do that. I could do it. And it was just kind of that next challenge for me. Um, so then I started Googling and then I found Race to the Stones. So that was, oh, I think I'll give that a go. And my husband said to me, what are you doing 100K for? That's stupid. <laughs> go for something shorter. But of course, I was like, well, no, because if they do it and finish it, I'm going to be really jealous. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a go. Um and then I then found Pilgrim, which was the two-day one, um, and then decided to give that a go as like a Walmart or like a train to see, sort of give me a bit of a taster ready in advance for Race to the Stones. And, well, yeah, it sort of cemented. It was everything I could have dreamt it to be, and I enjoyed it more than some of my road marathons. Yeah, and then... I've just sort of ticked them off since then. Victoria, how about yourself? Well, I was going to say Teresa's Teresa's gone far more on the, um, you know, definitely going on to tick various bits off. I think my love for trails comes through a different route and comes through the cross-country route. So, as I said, we're sporty at school. So I was part of the cross-country team and I've been desperately trying to because it's only just occurred to me now but trying to remember I think it might have been in 1992 but it's around that um we uh, our team actually our school team got to the um English schools cross-country finals so we did oh, that wow. so we um sadly we all had or we were recovering from flu so it definitely wasn't our finest outing over the the full bit but we we did run a lot so I was already really well versed in the short stuff the mud you know loving that loving the racing against the landscape as well as each other piece so when I joined the club you know got heavily into our kind of cross-country season and obviously in prep for that you were always out and about on the trails mm. um locally we've got a number of races that are just pure trail based you've got like the Hardwick Extreme and you've got um Herbert's Hole and things like that so I was always trying to get and do those and then a race did start an off-road up in Leighton Buzzard actually the dirt half mm. started kind of um, I don't know 10 years ago or maybe a bit more than that so there were pieces you were doing but I'd never really considered going above sort of marathon on a trail distance um, until Teresa started and then we're still pretty resistant it wasn't until we crewed for her on the hundred um mm. but that's kind of another bit of the story but yeah I guess that was my my trail experience it was just something I always loved doing rather than thinking I've got to go and race this because it's trail mm. you see I'm quite curious because um I think it's more of when you go that further distance it's, it's first of all like really what is the question that then poached you a further distance. So for me, it was very much, I'd done a couple of marathons. I got a good for age once I'd done in Amsterdam. But then I was um, not, something inside my heart, I, I suppose, was, and my stomach, it kind of went, yeah, that's okay, but I just don't feel that's my end. And that's when you guys inspired me to do the 50k, a local Chiltern one. And I found that being my first one, loved it, but also hated it because I was in a flow and then you just stopped because of this amount of mud. And, and mentally I was like, but I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone here. I'm, I'm meeting loads of lovely people. And I have a nice chat and a phrase from you as it's mobile picnic. Um, but I'm just going, I suppose, really, what what's in, what came from you to say, actually, yeah, I've done my first sort of like bit of trail, but to go further, and certainly Teresa and, and Vic, you've crewed for Teresa, you know, Snowdon, going up those mountains, you know, the conditions, 
it's different altitudes what what inspired you to just go yeah let's give that a try and then to keep going and ticking them off um, um i don't know it's just it's just that seeing what else what like what next limit you can push yourself towards because with it all it is just a mental game um your body is capable of so much more and so many people out there have proved it um I guess with marathons you're always against time but with the ultra you're against sort of the what you're running on and the weather conditions and just how you feel it's just so different um yeah and there's such a big big satisfaction feeling of satisfaction at the end um that's just really euph euphoric um yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't know really it's <laughs> um it's getting through those demons in your mind because that's all it is well they say don't they it just it doesn't really matter but it's it's when we talk about running or any physical challenge it is 20 percent is the physical anybody can do the physical it's your mental passion power that then says whether or not you achieve. And the amount of people that I've I've come across that say, well, I don't like running. Okay, we'll do swimming then. You know, there will be something that will suit your lifestyle. It's but it's you the training bits, the easy bit, if it with a little bit of planning. It's the mental stability, you know, going for an open water swim in the UK is really, really cold compared to perhaps. <laughs> yeah, this is me that I'm trying to overcome as one of my ambitions is to, you know, try and push myself that little bit further and do something slightly outside the comfort zone. It's also about having your why, isn't it? Knowing your why, why you're doing it. And that's what gets you to that finish line as well. I think that why is important. And I think you know, Teresa will be far too modest, but her mental strength is absolutely phenomenal. So I've crewed for her twice on the 200s she's done. Two 100s. We've not yet gone to a 200, but we are joking about it. <laughs> and um, so North Downs, which was her first 100, she had a horrible sort of trip around 30 miles and basically smashed her face up. And when Claire and I, she got to Claire and I, it was all we could do for, you know, kind of over the top of her head. She's sitting above us. We're like, what the, what the bloody hell are we going to do here? She's, you know, she's a mess. And she, she did 74 miles from, you know, having smashed her face up and carried on that way. Um, and we all learned a huge amount on that 100. And it was a case of getting you to the line. But when you when you started talking about, I want to do the South Downs, we're going to do that. We were better crew. You know, you were a much better athlete. You know, you'd learned much more about how you were dealing with nutrition and the various other pieces. But this time, nature put in a different spin. And this time was like the hottest day of the year. And the South Downs, it's chalk downland. So there's a lot of, obviously, reflection off it. And it was extreme. I mean, it was phenomenally hot. You were in... You know, at like three in the morning when I was running with Teresa, we were still in shorts and T-shirts. We were absolutely roasting. It was so warm. And just to have got through that heat and there were so many people dropped out, you know, and, and really, you know, serious cases of heat exhaustion and all sorts, you know, elite athletes, all sorts of people. Mm. And the mental strength for her to get. Um, and there was a point when she, you know, Claire had just come in with you and you you basically rang up Chris and I went like, you can't do it. And Claire, Claire, was, Claire was going, oi, I'm here. Wait, talk to me, don't talk to them. And basically we were all like, yes, you can and you will do. And we got you through that wobble. You know, and it's phenomenal. And not only did that, smashed it under the 24 hours by nearly a whole hour. Mm. Yeah, it was incredible, and incredible. and at the end when I'm trying to push you, and you were going, oh, I don't care if I've missed the 24, and I'm like, no, I'm pushing you. I want to get you under the 23. Mm. <laughs> we just missed it because God knows where the stadium was. It was it was a very long way out from where I thought it was, but it was miles away. <laughs> it was my it genuinely was, but by but the difference in two years was absolutely incredible, and the crewing for you that first time, I think I'd you know. 
you have to see it in all things, in, in business, in all things. You have to see someone to know you can do it. You need to see your role models. You need to see the people who are doing that, who are going and going, yeah, I can see this, I can do this. But actually also in the ultra, it was a case of that first one, we started walking at one in the morning and we were kind of walk, walk, running by that point on the North Downs. And we finished at quarter past nine in the stadium. And I was like, well, I didn't even know I could, you know, be up and be moving for that amount of time. And mm. I didn't cover as far as, you know, a 50K was. But I was like, oh, yeah, well, I can definitely do that. Mm. And, and it, it was also experiencing that and going, yeah, I can. So now it's a case of, you know, it was also with the, for ages, you were saying you'd found the best at running underwear. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then when I tried it, I was like, yes you have found the best running underwear. Um, so, you know, if Teresa comes up with a mad idea, I just have to say, yes, Teresa, I, I will be joining you. <laughs> um, I think you have the same influence on other people, Vic, including myself. Um, I mean, from what I'm hearing, and I think this is, is kind of like quite important to get across, is with a marathon and marathon training and road running, it seems to there's a consistent beat, right? You fo you follow stuff, and and for people to start off with, to aspire to that is quite difficult. What I am finding and hearing from you guys is actually with the ultras, and it's not just an ultra; it could be a trail, any trail. It's knowing or being you're pushed to different limits in completely a non-emotional setting to start off with so it's not that you push to limits because something's gone wrong with your kids or your family or that you're there because you don't know what the elements are going to be like okay you don't know whether or not it's going to be hot or cold and if there's going to be enough water and you know you have to learn from all of that experience and you're learning each time and I think that's kind of important because you do the first one and you kind of go, okay, that's fine. But then you take, it's because it's a mental game and because you're learning and how you go over styles is a different way that you might do it the first time because you're just like, well, I need to get my leg over. Um, you know, but to do like the speed and that is, is you learning all the time. And I think that probably then helps with the mindset and then going on to do another challenge because, I know certainly for the last, I, I kind of like just come back from a very challenging scheme, but from doing the ultra and from running with you guys is there's always something more to learn. Um, and it's learning about yourself, but also just, just learning, which I think is phenomenal. Um, I suppose really what you're saying to me is absolutely truly inspiring, but the burning question that everybody asks is, how the hell do you do it because you both work full-time you're both mums you know you're both like individuals so how how do you manage it how how do you work it so that you're achieving something for yourself and still to me holding it all together with with life go on you go t how are you holding it together <laughs> It's that want, isn't it? If you want to do it, you, you're going to find that opportunity to do it. Um, so, yes, it is a juggle. Um, so, for me, I get up major, majorly early to get my training done. But then that way, my evenings are free to deal with the kids and bits and bobs. Um, but it's that me time. Um, and that's what I cherish. Um, it's amazing what a run can do for you for your mind um if you've got some like things on your mind or you're planning something like a lesson when you take yourself out on a run by the end of that run you've thought things through and you find answers to things or you could just take it as that moment to unwind and de-stress um and that's what running does for me so i find that time to get myself out on a run um my my mental well-being yeah and I you know I think that's largely the same it's protecting the you know the times that you have got in your calendar mm -hmm. for when the run's going to happen um and you know prioritizing that as far as possible and if work gets in the way like it did sort of last week I did my 
I did my tempo run from work in the morning because I had to be out sort of Thursday night. Um, I think there is also a, you know, as part of that broader thing, you say, how do you do it with family, you know, with job, with everything else? Um, there is some sort of give and take. So, you know, this year I've sort of promised my husband, Bob, um, with the building work and everything going on, I'm sticking to the shorter stuff. So I'm not, you know, okay, we are doing a marathon in June, but that's a fun one. Um, but it's <laughs> it's not, um, yeah, that, that's, that's for the picnic and the views and the medal, which obviously we're mm. all going for. Um, but the you know, these, these couple of years is probably going to be a case of, you know, fewer bits of those extreme bits, but I want to build up, you know, stones is something that's on my list. Mm. Even looking at, you know, and I've said, I don't want to do, you know, I'd never been saying I want to do a hundred or anything. And then I saw the blooming arc of attrition, which is one of the hardest you can mm. do. And I was like, that looks bloody interesting. <laughs> so um, it won't be for a couple of years, um, but yeah. there are things there, never say never. Hmm. And I think that's quite interesting because obviously I, I've only done 50k and I'm not in the league of of you guys. Um, and certainly I think it is about a bit of give and take. Um, but for me, it's, it is the boundaries because actually for me, like with you, Teresa, it's just I'm out before the kids get up because then I can clear my mind. I can deal with whatever's going on in my mind, work out what we'll do for the rest of the day, and then I'm fully present. And I think that's clear for the boundaries. And boundaries can look different from various different people. You don't have to be running a marathon or an ultra or trying to achieve a game. Actually, just by, you know, setting the boundary of kids, I'm having a bath on a Sunday, you know, for half an hour, just just don't you know, unless you've cut yourself when you're dying, just don't, don't talk to me, you know, I, I'm having an audio book or I'm just sitting with some candles. Boundaries are different for people and, and sort of like your mental health is, is certainly different for people. But I tend to find that it just it doesn't matter what you do. If you turn up for yourself and you're grounded, then you can serve so much better yourself and the others that, that are surrounding yeah. you. I mean, completely agree. I, if I don't run three times a week, the head monkeys get in charge and we don't want that. Yeah, 100%. Um, I suppose, like, we've talked about, obviously, the difference between marathons and, and trails and then, like you, Vic, it is a bit of give and take because, and, and Teresa, you're well averse to this, your husband's also a triathlete and, you know, it's working together and, and planning so I suppose really for people that are thinking about this and a typical training day, you know, you've set your boundaries, you've set your goals. I'm very much a believer into um, incorporating on the forms of training because, you know, is there things that you incorporate like strength, flexibility? What would you say your benefits of doing this, you know, sort of like, or is it just rest days? Um, so yeah, rest days for me, I need, I, I tend to, most weeks have at least, uh, have sort of two rest days, um, because you've got to listen to your body, you can get tired. Um, I also, since lockdown, with all the sort of the new apps coming out and the online videos, I do now do sort of a, a yoga and I try to do a strength even though I don't enjoy it I try to do a strength once a week um but it does it really does make a difference um with the yoga it's all about the stretching um which really helps I don't stretch enough um yeah stretch more um, yeah um, I mean I think the stretching is important yeah. I've got very lazy with that at the moment and I am suffering um and also the the strength again it was the lockdown and it was the joe wicks probably did me better good when we were doing that and doing that every day and of course it got you know lockdown you're like well I, I want to tick off every day i'm gonna do bloody every day while he's doing it and it was you know you'd be we'd be doing those like 5k challenges or something and i'd be doing it before i'd done my joe wicks and then i'd come back in time to start at 9 a.m with him um but uh that certainly helped me a lot kind of getting back in shape after Lyra 
um, I think the Joe Wicks more than anything really helped my core mm. sort of back. But I, I must say at the moment, you know, I have become life's got in the way of a lot of that. So it would need sharpening up. It's because I'm not really training for anything big at the moment. So I'm just kind of on drift, drift mode. There's always a low level of that when you're saying, where are you? I'm always at any point in the year, I should be able to go out and run a half marathon on the trail and not really suffer. That's kind of a, a baseline I'd start from. Yeah, I think that's important um, in, in one respect um, because it's quite interesting. When you start off running, the first part of it is always sheer health. Um, you know, even to a 5K, and I don't even like 5Ks because a lot of it's speed work. And, and as you get Who older... Who does? They're horrible. <laughs> yeah, and as you get older and you're menopausal and you're a female and the endurance is, is a lot easier to do. Um, but I think it's just the building up over time because your body does remember. So once you built it and you do your first 5k, then you do your second one, or then it's a 10k or your half marathon. And so I noticed certainly for my running journey, it did start off very small. Now my baseline start is you could probably say to me, Michelle, do you fancy going for half marathon? Just for a run for the sheer hell of it. Yeah, all right then. You know, because that is the way I've been built. And because I know the impact of running and doing the differences. I've worked specifically on my core and the muscles and, and you do notice that. But equally, as I've got older, yoga is becoming very much prevalent because I just feel that stretching needs to happen um, because I don't know whether or not it's the impact or it's just evolution and the flexibility and that then when you look at the it comes from ancient times that you've got people that are 100 are still running marathons and you just go that's me that's where i want to be in my blue rinse um so it's really really sort of different um so we've sort of like talked about a few of the differences i suppose really the next question leading on for that is i would think the preparation that you would do for a road run to an, a, an ultra and a trail is very different. Do you have any sort of like significant tidbits that you would share or, you know, things that people have got to think about in terms of fuel, hydration, differences? It's definitely got to be that time on feet um, with the trails and drinking lots and, yeah, practising with fueling, finding what works for you. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the biggest takeaways was solid fuel. So, you know, you do road marathons and you, you kind of go down the gel route and, and things. And because you are running harder on the road and you're going for a time, you're, you don't want blood diverted to your just digestion system um, but, uh, too much. So you, you, you go with more liquid-based fueling. But actually, I found the solid fueling so much better and I use that more also on faster runs as well. So you mm. might be using kind of jelly, you know, jelly blocks or something to to just do that. Theresa's right, time on the feet. Time on the types of conditions you're going to be on. There's no good running a, um, you know, training for Snowden and coming out with us on, on what was a, you know, hilly but still relatively flat when you needed to climb halfway up Mont Blanc for like the hill elevation you needed you know it's um you, you've got to run to the appropriate conditions you're going to I think you know other preparations and certainly something that Teresa you taught me was the different types of shoes and for different types of seasons um epic run in the snow great with a certain type of shoe and then it, it sort of like got a bit warmer and I was like this is really hurting what's happening so it's the amount of shoes and the different types of shoes <laughs> yeah which, yeah running's you know, meant to be a cheap sport it isn't <laughs> but I think I have more more trainers okay than I do have or have ever ever worn in stilettos or or anything else so uh, <laughs> yes uh staple um now just we've talked a lot about different things but everybody knows um and if they don't then they will certainly be educated this evening is more about we all have good runs and bad runs and that doesn't mean good days and bad days 
whether or not you're doing a trail, an ultra, you know, just a normal marathon, half marathon, 10K. How have you kind of faced any of those challenges or setbacks in your journey, in your running journey, and how did you overcome them? Um, I guess everyone gets injured, don't they, from time to time. It's, a, it's learning to listen to your body um, and just, yeah, recovering, taking that time to recover because if you don't recover properly, um, it could have a knock-on effect later down the line. Um, there's always another race, isn't there? So yeah, at the time, it's really hard when you have to um, defer or whatever. Like we've never run a, mar a London marathon together, Vicky, have we? Um, no. We're supposed to. Um, and yeah, I think I got injured, didn't I? Yeah, you got injured because I've not. Yeah, I th I, I've been lucky on the big races. I don't think I've ever had to defer one of the big ones, but doesn't mean I've necessarily been in the best of states when I've, you know, towed the start line or in, you know, in the best of conditional health. Um, Teresa's right. There's always another race. It, 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 running teaches you huge resilience, um, which is, I think, part of the reason why I'm, you know, in, encouraging my daughter, you know, to, I want to share my love of running, but also doing a junior park run with us every Sunday is a really good lesson in small contained lesson in sort of resilience that running teaches you. And it is only you and putting your left foot in front of your right foot and repeating as many times as you need to, till you get to the finish line. I think that's kind of a good point. Cause I know that there's, been times and, and you've alluded to it as well Teresa you're phoning up you're going I just can't do this I'm halfway through this and I just go I just want to stop okay or I know that I've had runs where I've got an event that's really important to me and the, that day it's just gone horribly wrong um quite a few of my training runs was for the Amsterdam where very much was like you must do gels if you want to get this time you must do gels and and I just couldn't work out the body composition and when I should be taking them. And, you know, there was three, four that were just just awful. And I was just like, I can't, I, you know, I didn't even think I could achieve actually getting around 26.2 miles. I'd done previous stuff. So I, it's, again, though, at the time for a runner or for someone that wants to achieve a goal, it's horrid because you really, if, if you get too far into your head, um, and I think that's probably a game where you get your support network to go, it's fine, you know, it's you still manage to do it, you can still do it. It's also about those races that don't go to plan as well, like North Downs or even for me, South Downs. Yes, yeah. I did achieve sort of one goal, but I came, still came around away from South Downs and hit a real low sort of point. And it, it's taking those weeks to just sort of reflect um, without beating yourself up. And that's really hard. Yeah. Was that, because, I'm curious, was that because you had set yourself expectations or it just didn't feel right? Um, yeah, I had set myself some sort of expectations, but also um, I think I went out too hot. So I knew the weather was going to be bad. Uh, hot but half in my head I thought oh if I get as much done as I can in that time I've got a lot of it ticked off before that heat comes and I think I just tried to push my body just too too much and so yeah. and to be fair it was I, practically I, I mean it was heat from the gun wasn't it <laughs> it was it was such a hot day but then on the other hand you could have gone slower and still been hit by the just as yeah. yeah and and I think you can only race with what's there on the day and if you look in relation to where Teresa was with the other like athletes and she was she was fourth um there were people who were you know way more experienced than you so I mean Edie went out she was in second place wasn't she she went out hard and spent about four hours lying down under a bush at about 50 miles 
you know, or, or, or wherever we, you know, saw you up on that 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 downsland bit. I think where we swapped Claire and Chris over. You know, no, that yeah. must have been after fifty. It was seventy something, but um, yeah. So certainly, biggest critique, aren't you? And it's just, yeah, taking that time to reflect. It's really hard. Um, well, as you said, we are our own worst critics, and I think it's, as you say, it's resilience, but it's also teaching yourself to be kind, and that's something that I know I certainly being kind to myself and bigging me up is. I find that really challenging, and that's just you know you reel off like saying well how do you do it and I go well I do this this and this and and some people just looking at you like oh wow and it's not until you pause and you reflect and you go well actually what was the positives and that's something else that I think as runners and achieving and particularly trail running is trying to flip it around to say not what you haven't achieved but what you have achieved and what you've learned and it's just flipping that kindness around, which with trails certainly goes back to it's the mental stability, it's being within the nature, it's taking off the pressure um, and enjoying it. Um, I think that's kind of key. Um, so what's next for you both? I'm off back to Snowdonia. I'm going to give the 100k a go. Um I'm now thinking why. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then I've, I've got a couple of sort of like warm up ultras. Because it's what I always find it's quite good as training runs to do some other races um, because you've got the, um, the fuel stations and the mileage and all that mapped out for you rather than have to do something planned by yourself. So that's what I tend to do. So just just for our listeners, talk us through the second time you're doing Snow Donia. Yeah, so um, I did last year, and um, so I'm going back for the the hundred k. Okay, and taking all those good learnings, and it's from what I can remember, it's quite technical. The weather's probably going to be awful this time, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't get lucky. I mean, it's Wales, isn't it? You won't get as lucky as you did last year. No. And um, um, Vic, for yourself. Oh, so as I said, you know, I, I promised I wasn't going to do anything nutty this year. And then we saw the Giants Head Marathon and that looked like fun. So we're <laughs> going to go and do that in um, June. So I'm I'm just spending my um, sort of time keeping ticking over. I'll build up later on um, for the Giants Head just have some fun and then aim to have a quick cross country season because I will have moved up an age category in July. So good to get, uh, you know, come in at the bottom end of an age category, although Teresa's still in that category and Kim is in that category. So I'm only going for a third place. <laughs> never say never. Um, now, just from this evening, and obviously I've run with you and you're, you both and you're very aspiring. Um is there any sort of thoughts of how you could take your knowledge, your experience, and perhaps share it to a wider audience? Any thoughts about a book? And and I know lots of people have said, yeah, that there's loads out there. Um, but you're very unique individuals. First of all, mums and 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 working mums, and you know, the older where actually, I don't mean that derogatory of being older, but we've taken life experience we've taken where you know getting a good for age place and pace is is important to something that is very much individual and unique but very much sharing those experiences and the challenges that you face and how you how you felt Um, so for me, yeah, no, I'd say no to a book. Um, my only advice would be, yeah, if you've ever considered an ultra, just take that first step and enter. Um, it's that phrase, isn't it? What scares you makes you stronger. Um, yeah, yeah. You never know, do you? Um, it might be something you really enjoy, or it might not be for you. But unless you try it, you don't know. <laughs> I think that's like you know I wholeheartedly agree it's um 
you know, you, you don't know what you're capable of until you try something and you might find a love for it, but you'll definitely find a good community of people to be with. Uh, yeah, I think that's the thing. The people with the ultras are just brilliant. You you meet people. Um, yeah. And you've got such a bigger support network. with On a marathon start life, you might say hello to a person, but mm. very rarely would look up look them up after a race but with the ultras you you normally sort of end up friending them on Strava and they're Mm. following your adventures you're following them you're bumping to them at another ultra yeah yeah it it is a lovely community I I remember the first one that I did at the Chilton Ridge that obviously you did the year after Mm. Michelle um it was just like a great big party and it was absolutely Mm. pouring with rain the at the beginning and that kind of didn't matter and we were all having fun and by the end of it it just was a party mm. so you're like you know had you know been out for five and a bit hours had a mobile picnic nice countryside came back and they were giving you beers I, clearly what's not to like <laughs> and man versus horse was a bit like that as well oh it? that was man versus horse was that was awesome yeah definitely go back and do that again yeah. you're tempting me tempting me both um, <laughs> just gonna um close up and you shared sort of like I think your ultimate last words which is if you think about um, doing an ultra or trail running just get out there and do it because it is unless you try it you'll never ever know um so thank you for joining me and for all my listeners if you have enjoyed this episode then please ensure that you rate like and share the show to others and if you're wanting to find out more um or from our great great uh um celebs in my eyes then um, please contact me directly and I'm sure that we can um, gather the information. So to everybody that's listening, until next time, remember to elevate your health and well-being from the inside out to achieve whatever you want to achieve.